Hi, I'm Chris Lockhart. Welcome to another episode of Consultants Saying Things. Today I'm joined by Bill Bensing, Phil Yanoff, and Shashi Shramali. The subject is actually something that I think is kind of interesting, and we were kind of divided about it. Basically, the question is whether consulting is an art or a science. So we fell on both sides of that dividing line, as I'm sure you'll see. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Please tune into the YouTube channel, go subscribe, go check out the website. Hope you enjoy this episode. All right, adjust your camera down there, buddy. You're, um, you're, there we go. Good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, Tashi, I, I, I misappropriated your, uh, your topic, um, and I said, you know, architecture, is it a, an art or a science? But you corrected me. What, what is the topic? I mean, it's, it's basically any kind of consulting, whether it's technology consulting or pure business or strategy consulting. What is it? Like, you know, there is a science side to it. When we go, we put an SOW together. We say that we are going to do boom, 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 five deliverables. We do the deliverables and come out. Then there is another side of it where you work like a fluid, right? You go with the flow. You immerse yourself within an organization. Then all the deliverables and the dates goes out of the window. And that's an art side of it. Mm. So do you go more of an engineering mindset and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And just quickly bang everything out versus you easily get into, you know, clients systems and environment, talk your way through without and more of an art side of it. You know, it's more like dealing with humans because at the end of the day in consulting, you're dealing with humans. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of a project, aren't they going to go back to the SOW and say, Hey, did you do, you know, artifact A, B, C, and D? It's an excellent point. Right now, at a client organization where we had an SOW, we said we will do these these five deliverables by end of the seven weeks. We have delivered many things, but if you open the deliverables, there are so many. It's a piece of shit which we have delivered. So if and and, and nobody even looked at it because you know they are happy with us. Surprisingly, why? Because we have been successful on the art side of it, but we have failed on the science. <laughs> so that's why. We smiled all the time while we delivered that crap. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was, like, terrible. The worst. I'm, like, I'm not so proud of myself. But <laughs> I can't do anything. So It's also leadership style. What I've seen is you would have a different style of, like, you have worked with many partners. Every partner has their own style. Some partners are driven through relationship, taking them now for drinks, dinners, and golfing, whatever that may be. And just, then, just to be clear, by partner, you mean like a, a consulting partner in the hierarchy? Consulting, yes, not in like, the hierarchy. Not like a vendor partner. No, no, not vendor partner. Consulting partner, partner in the hierarchy. Yeah, a partner with a capital P and capital bucks. <laughs> um, so, so they, you know, many of them have more relationship side of it. Um, they know how to manage that. But some are, you know, I'm a subject matter expert. I'm going to tell you what you need, not really what you want. Right. So it's a totally different style. And I've worked with many of them. I'm trying to figure out what my style is. Uh, sometimes it's very difficult to adjust with people. But I can see both. The good part is I can see both sides of the art. And I know, I mean, I would be interested in knowing, Chris, what is your style? I think you know. I think I know. I think I know, but I'm still gonna. I mean, ultimately, I'm 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 all about. Well, I, I mean, I can I can 
I could go for hours about this. I'm actually curious, Bill, you, you're a consumer of consulting services in the past, right? Correct. I mean, what, what's your take on this? Are you yeah. a letter of the law? This was in the statement of work. Did you deliver it uh, at this date? Or are you like, well, you know, we sort of changed our approach as we went through this process and, you know, I'm not going to hold you to the, you know, the, the article. So here's my opinion. When you're bringing a consultant in, you're bringing, you bring, I look at it as a trusted partner. You're bringing something in you don't have in the organization. And if I'm bringing a consultant in, it's at a higher level as well for some feedback. Because if I know exactly what I'm doing and I know the steps that need to be done to achieve the outcome, I don't need a consultant. If I don't have the resources, I just go get outsourced labor. Now, wherever that labor comes from, local market, whatnot. Um, so I don't look at that as consulting. I think if you have consultants in, they're bringing a dimension to, um, uh, an approach, a process, their thought, really, I shall use the thought leadership. They're bringing their thought leadership to your current problems, your business problems, and helping you come up with a solution. Um, so as far as like the, ter- the, 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 uh, the statements of work and everything go, I, I think a, an effective one is not necessarily to do X, Y, and Z. It may be some metrics or it may be something around, here's what I'm trying to achieve. Um, but also, I think it's part of the negotiation process. How do you negotiate your way to those metrics? And the reality is if you're coming and thinking and if you're ideating, um, you can probably think of some types of innovation metrics, but there's no hard cut, clear metric, like a financial metric that you really have for your statement of works. Um, So it's not to make an excuse for it, but being through this in the past two, three years, it becomes very ambiguous, especially like, well, what's, what's the definition of done? Well, you actually don't know your end state and that's why you have a consultant there to help you understand what your end state is. But then... But Bill, the risk of, uh, I mean, you raise a great point. There are two. Why do you hire a consultant? One is you hire because your current team does not have the bandwidth. So you need some extra hand. So you know what you need to be, to be done, but mm-hmm. you don't have people who can do this. So you hire a consultant. They will be your advisor as well as give you extra bandwidth to get that thing done. Second oh, wait, wait, thing wait, wait, is, wait, 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 wait. I'm not always hiring for execution. I mean, you contradicted yourself there. I mean, I'm going to call you on that bit, right? You said sometimes you're calling for advice and sometimes you're, uh, you're bringing someone in for execution. So, I mean, I think it's hard to know, right? Which, I mean, done is different in both of those different no, situations. No, no, no. I, I did not mean execution in terms of implementation of the idea. I meant that, for example, if you have, and most of the time, we many times we get hired when C-suite knows the answer. They know, but in order for them to prove themselves, prove their idea is worthwhile to go in front of the board, they hire a bunch of consultants who would do pretty much what they have been asked to do, kind of validate his ideas or whatever, put it on paper, put their stamp so they can take it, take it to their board and say that, hey, this is what these advisors have said. Right. So one is so, so that's, that's the validation. That. That's the validation. At the same time, he's not going to hire like you know smart McKinsey consultant who uh, are on a full time payroll. He wants them to come. He wants them to work for eight weeks, and uh, he wants just them to go away. Right. So it's like extra bandwidth or extra uh, people he needs. That's one side of it. That's what I meant by execution. Apologies for using the wrong word. English yeah. is my second language. <laughs> uh, Me too. <laughs> And, uh, and and but the second thing is you hire them for more thought leadership type of work. When you hire them for the more thought leadership type of work, that's where the art comes into play, right? So because you you they are going to keep on you know talking, they are going to share their ideas. But the point is, what is tangible 
uh, outcome of that particular engagement that makes it more interesting i have always distinguished between contractor right arms and legs mm-hmm. right bodies to do things that i i know i know what i need to do i know what i want to do i don't have enough man hours to do it right i need contractors to come in by the hundreds right and do it this is what you need to do very directive prescriptive mm-hmm. and and i think to me that's there's a science about that, right? Because you have a project plan, right? But there, there's the other piece, which is the consultant, which is I'm consulting with you because I don't have the answer, right? I, I'm contracting with you to do the thing that I already know the answer to. I'm consulting with you because I don't know the answer. And and in my mind, like those are have always been different things. And I, I tend to put more of the art on the consultant side because you know, because because some of these things are a little ambiguous, right? And it may involve thought leadership. And I mean, a, you know, a CIO or a, a senior director or what, VP, whatever, in technology isn't an expert in every single area, right? Um, and especially like emerging technologies, blockchain or whatever, right? So, I mean, I think there's there's every there's every room here to say, listen, I'm not a thought leader in every area of IT. I need to consult with somebody on those things. No? No, I, I 100% agree. Difference between hiring a contractor. So so to stick to that point, right, you can do that by just hiring body or you hire it as a managed body, which means you know what needs to be done. And then what you do is you give, you carve out that piece of work and you give it to your consulting firm and say that, can you deliver it for me? So it's like a managed piece of contracting, which comes under the umbrella of management consulting. So like a managed body provider. Exactly. So you manage your bodies. This is the piece of work you need to do for me. And you manage it on your own. And there is the third level of contracting where you hire individual contractor and you manage them. Technically called body shopping. I really liked your way that you split that out, right? That this is what we're trying to get done. One of my point of this is, you know, what's the question we're trying to answer in this pit, right? Where are we taking this? How is this helpful to the cat that's listening? Um, you know, what what is the question he's presenting with, right? I'm sure they like the idea that you just presented. You know, these are two different kinds of things. Sometimes I'm trying to do execution. Sometimes I'm trying to figure out the answer. Those are two different bodies of work. I get that. The problem I'm I'm thinking of. When I think of this problem, the problem I'm thinking of is, you know, a, a mismatch may be in expectation or in uh, skill set for delivery. Because, because I think the the art piece of this requires, I'm going to, you know, I'll just go out on a limb. I think it requires more of a liberal arts kind of mindset than the prescriptive science side of it, which I, there's nothing wrong with. But I think that's it's like it's almost... Um, it's like a like a, a college computer science degree versus a college business degree or something, right? There's there's I think there's two different skill sets at, at play. I don't know, Shashi, is that what you were thinking of when you were thinking of this problem? I was not, but I now when you say it in this way, it makes sense. Um, I have a science background, right? And I've seen that many people from engineering background are uh, you know successful in getting into big B schools. And then eventually get into management consulting and make as a McKinsey or whatever partners. But another side of the story is, and I really like it, like the kind of background you have, I think you have liberal arts background, right? So the real power is when you put 
people with those kind of backgrounds in the same team you see some excellent results if and only if if they can work together because it's a completely different mindset and sometimes you find it difficult that people can't gel well together i think the problem is you know for for the individual do i have the right skill set to do this type of work which is maybe more abstract and vague and you know esoteric and and changing based on on the whim of a client because it's art it's we don't really know what the answer is it's in, yeah. you know in flight versus i have the skill set and the background where you know I, i like bullets and i like a b c d i like mm. dates i like everything you know ticking and tying all the way through and that means you will get this on this date and here's what's in it and that's it right and that works in a lot of situations i think it probably i'm at a client right now that would not work right <laughs> because the client is very much like swinging into the room at three in the afternoon hey you know let's do this right and suddenly the statement of work that you wrote out and that you planned and by the way you staffed certain skills for is now this direction and now maybe you don't have the skills to deliver that the question is what do you do then right you're headed away you staffed a thing you thought you were headed in direction the client comes in and says hey i want to do this what's your answer well the answer is yes <laughs> yeah so so it's it's funny it's funny that you you bring it in it's happening right now at my current client um so client is exactly like this i really hate it when he walks into a room at any time after let's say 4 or 5 o'clock i know it will turn into a all nighter now the challenge is and not not the good kind right yeah not a good kind so what is the term what is the name of that you know football player who would you know throw the ball uh, from the line when they are in offense throws oh. it to the quarterback the guy who snaps the ball whatever it is yeah. a center, center or whatever so they they would throw the ball so that's like partner right so client would come and say and they would get that ball and throw it to the quarterback quarterback is confused because he has strategized his runner to go in a certain direction now client came and he all of a sudden changed his whole configuration and then everybody is confused so especially in these kind of environment if you do not have a right team your whole plan goes get thrown out of the window everybody else is focusing on whatever client said at 5 pm that evening and all the deliverables goes out of the window but i mean you can't blame the client for that right clients yep somebody has to manage you have to manage so i'm not blaming the client i agree with you it's it's the person whoever was snapping the ball has to manage the expectation right I'm I'm going to agree with you on that one because of all, of all the consultants I had there was one company in general that a couple people had the balls to step up and say hey you know you need to look at this because <laughs> like, and I and I'm being very careful cuz I just using that using that term to be misogynistic because there are both men and women on this one so um uh but then there's been other companies that it seems like put a smile on their face everything's fine and uh, you don't find out until it's too late yep um and it's it's funny cuz in you talk to some people behind the scenes in these consulting companies like well, we can't ever say no we always say yes and i i believe you can always say yes but it's if somebody's always who was it was an example somebody gave me one time it's like the lawyer always says yes but it's yes but so yes if you do this here's the outcome and yes i can do this here's yep. the outcome And so I think that's the difference that's the difference uh between saying yes we'll take it on blindly or yes we can do this with um a blind approach and I'm very careful by saying blind approach 
as opposed to saying, yes, but here's the trade-offs to what you're saying. So um, I do agree. I think a lot of people are in, in consulting companies are conditioned to say no, at least from my experience. Um, I, and I don't know why. My, my estimation is a political one. It's a face estimation. Um, I think people are there to try to save certain people are there to try to save face. At the end of the day, because when you hire a consultant, you pay a lot of money to come in. People expect things to go well and right. Um, and the reality is most of the stuff even in the tech world doesn't um, because it's, it's like a planning fallacy. Uh, Dan Kahneman talks about the planning fallacy he, he, um, where it's, and it's almost similar in finance. It's like your future returns cannot be based upon your past successes. It is illogical to base your future financial returns on what you did in the past because it's not a it's not a it's not a uh, the context for the future is different and the context for the future is unknown. And so as you go into this, that that thing like as a buyer of consulting services, that's the first thing I look at is like, are they aware of contextual differences? Can they tell me yes? But here's the context of the trade off. And if they're telling me no, I mean, I'd rather hear no and a reason why because then if I think it's bullshit, I can call it bullshit. Isn't that a price point thing, right? I mean, if you're paying $50 an hour, it's like, just go execute what I tell you to do. If you're paying, you know, $800 an hour, it's like, you know, those people aren't selling potatoes, right? Right. I've I've seen price points sometimes just don't matter. (laughs) It depends upon the long-term outrun. I mean, the reality of a consulting company is to get in and grow inside the company. It's bullshit. I'll I'll call this in front of everybody. Like, oh, we're just a partner. We're going to leave after this is done. No, that's... That's not true with any consulting company. I've been parts of consulting companies as well. I don't believe that when I hear it from anybody. The idea is to come in and sort of find other streams of revenue. Um, and I'm going off all my experiences. And uh, that's, I mean, I think, you know, and that's not a bad way to go. I think it's good for the consulting company. And it potentially could be good for the client company if they understand how to manage that flow. Um, and, and, and then if you really think like if I'm a client, if I know and I pretty much know that every consulting company would start with the first project and eventually want to grow, so you can always challenge them, say, hey, there is a lot of work out here. We don't mind. We need help anyways. And we don't mind you doing it, but you got to get your act together and deliver a top class product, work product. Yeah. You screw up somewhere, then you are out of the door. Well, it's, it's also like it was a, the conversation we had with uh, Pete a couple of weeks ago is like the top line versus bottom line, you know. Uh, Chris, your point, if I'm paying you 50 bucks or something like that an hour, you're going to come in. There's a task. It's well-defined. Um, 50 is probably a bit high because I want a bit of thought leadership for 50, not a ton. Like I, if you're going to come and do a Java program for me, like, hey, I, I want I want to know that you're just not like this, uh, I don't want to say machine. Um, but also if I'm paying 800 and slash your point, if you're going to continue to grow business inside of my company, I damn well want to see how you're going to take that $800 at the top line and turn that into something like 2300 bucks for me. Right. Then you have, then there's a way to quote unquote grow. But then I go back to something I said a couple of weeks ago. If you're bringing consultants in just to try to execute your business, you may have a problem because you can't execute. You can't do the most fundamental form of business, which is executing what you're supposed to do. Right. But I mean, that could be temporary, right? That could be like, I have project X and I don't want to hire employees to do project X because it's going to be over in three months. I just need bodies to pound on keyboards. In which case, I don't need thought leadership from them. Just do. It's a well-defined task. Yeah, it's right? a well-defined task. Well, that's, that's a really you good point. Does this come down to how? Oh, I could be wrong about that, but I started with the idea it was a well-defined task. I mean, I like that. I mean, so so if, so if so there's two there's two sides to this, right? There's the, you know, the Shashi consulting side that says, if I'm writing an SOW, A, I need to understand um, how to define that task. And, and I think that's part and parcel of understanding the client and what their expectations are. Do they want just the body or like yeah. Bill Benson saying, 
do they want thought leadership along with it? So there's that side. But from the client side, right, if I'm going to hire people to come in and do something, I'm spending my budget and, you know, it presumably it's important to do. And it's not just the end of the budgetary cycle and I have to spend it or I lose it. That's a different problem, right? But this is like an actual important problem. Um, then I need to I need to correctly identify the problem I want them to solve, don't I? 100%. Most of the time, that's where it starts. People don't identify what correctly the problem is. And they end up solving the wrong problem. So, so uh, there is one trend which is which has been going around for a long time. Is most of the time, you know, all these large corporate they have big pockets, so they end up creating their internal strategy consulting group. These are people who are part of management consulting organizations. They get hired, but they don't build an army of it. They would have, you know, people in only just in single digit or tens of those, not hundreds of those. So they take that one piece of work, try to define that problem at a certain level, and then they engaged management consulting firm to uh, build or execute on that specific you know, piece of problem or well-defined problem they want to do that. That's how some of the large corporates have been successful in solving them. But the good part of that is you, you had an idea at a corporate level. That idea, you created the vision for that idea from vision to problem definition to execution. And over that, you define your different steps and the milestone, and then you engage the right consulting firms, like one of the big fours or the MBBs or even you know second tier firms or implementation companies or, or small boutique firms. Small boutique, exactly. Small boutique firms. They are good at doing that. They'll come do that piece of work, but you take an output from that piece of work and hand it over either to your internal team or next boutique firms, which is good at doing the next piece of work. So it's, you have a team inside within your company who's hold the end-to-end -end strategy through execution vision, and you engage those external boutique consulting firm or the large firms to do a specific task, go out, and that's one way to solve this problem. Some customers are really bad at telling you what they really want, and sometimes the consultant is really bad at asking the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's where things go wrong. It's just hard. It's hard work. And so that's that art piece. And I think this is one of the things I see your brain trying to wrap itself around. And I get it. I mean, it, it is. I mean, and it can be even harder in higher stakes organizations, right, where there's a lot of political nuance, right? I mean, in the end, this group, whoever you're doing the work for, wants to look good to somebody, and it would do you well to figure out who it is they're trying to look good in front of and solve that problem, even if they've never articulated it. What I would like to know, and this goes back to what Phil was talking about earlier, right? Which is, if you're the cat on the ground, how do you navigate this? Um, you know, we've been calling it art versus science, right? But how, how, do, how do you navigate this? Is, this? is this, I need to identify what my skill set is and align one way or the other, or, or what? Or just... Yes, sir, Mr. Partner. I'll do. I'll do whatever you tell me. Uh, what What's the solution here for the individual? I think we've got a little bit of clarity there, which is if I have well defined things and it seems like it's a thing I could execute, I should execute. It's what the client wants. 
I think that's then it's let's get good at executing and just get that thing done, right? But I mean, there and there's always this layer on top of I might have seen this going a different way. I can toss those ideas out to the client, but there's a lot of times, like you've pointed out, where they don't exactly know. It's like I've got the problem, I don't know what the solution is. Can you help us figure that out? That's even more of the art, but. I think this other bit is also the art of how do I manage the person that can't manage themselves, right? And that's really, I think, part of what the art you're trying to get at. It'd be funny to see what responses we get about who's hired consultants that couldn't manage themselves, but they still pay out the wazoo for them. Well, I mean, there's but there's the Shashi perspective of you know the the consultants managing the client and the, what the client uh, thinks about its problem, right? Are they solving the right problem? I mean, I know I've gone in places where it's like you brought in, and this goes to the art and the science piece of it, you're brought in to address this list of tasks, right? Statement of work is written to address these things. This is what we're going to go do. You dig into it. It's like, shit, that's not the problem, right? This is the, the problem's over here. And right. That's what you need to go solve. And it, it's frequently, right, that classic example of, uh, the problem is over here, but the light is over here. You know, I can I can see, I understand all of this stuff. So I'm going to work with the stuff I understand as opposed to saying, no, there's really something deeper. And if you got it that, we wouldn't be doing this at all. So is that is that, you know, I'm addressing the problem that I have the skill set to solve. Happens all the time, right? If I'm a hammer, all the world's a nail. So I feel that, you know, having... The understanding, identifying the problem is key. And then you need to understand you need people with more art approach to being a consultant versus having a more scientific approach to solving a problem. Most of the human being can easily adapt to science side of thing. Okay, I need to get this done. I'm going to do these 10 steps and then I'm going to give you this outcome. People can understand that. It's easy for them to understand. That's why it's easy for you to sell. But when it comes to defining contract or art side of consulting, it becomes very, very difficult. You need to be staffing people who can manage those clients very well and then articulate so that they have to manage contract, manage team, as well as manage client expectation. So that's in my mind is, uh, will give you, be help you be more successful. Um, you know, to me, it's, you know, if I can, if I can, uh, you know, understand at a level where I can, Produce an analysis, right, um, and understand emotion and conversation and dialogue and those sorts of art side of the house kind of things. I can get the rest of it, right? To me, it's like you know, I can find a calculator to to do the the other side of it. This side of it is just so much more difficult, as Shashi points out, to articulate, to sell, uh, to you know, because you know. People are often not in the market to buy ideas and buy mm. thoughts, right? They're in the market mm. to buy, I need to do X by such and such a date because that's what I've been told to do. I think to bring this from a consultant's standpoint, right? I mean, whether it's you or Shashi or Bill, for example, looking at a customer problem, I think it is really good to be in the spot to understand what type of problem in this spectrum you like to solve because you, Chris, would be very dissatisfied walking into a client who always had a bunch of specs and said, I just need the cat to spit out the code that does that, right? 
that's not where you want to be in the world. However, there are a lot of people who really enjoy writing that code and they don't like the nuance of that conversation. They don't like the nuance of, of the unknown part. Here's the deal. Art can fail. It can be rejected by the viewer. Science is just the same thing happens again and again and again, right? But our art can fail. And we have to be willing to take that risk personally. And some people are wired for that and some are not. Wonderfully put. You, you, I think this is the best I've heard. Um, you, you're spot on. I'm very happy about it. One thing I want to add on top of what you said is, you know, artists, when they, the, the usual artists, right? Uh, they don't know how the end product or end art is going to look like. They just let things flow through their head and they keep on painting and eventually something great comes out. But they don't know what the end product would be. And most of the time, 99.99% of the time, people will not buy consulting work if they don't know what that end product is. And if you can't help them walk through the process, how you are going to achieve that end result. In the human world, it's very difficult to sell. Yes. Good. Okay. I think we killed this one. <laughs> Beat it to death. It's dead, Jim. Dead, Jim. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you uh, dialing in. Um, uh, this is Consultant Saying Things. I'm Chris Lockhart. We have Bill Bensing, Phil Yanoff, Shashi Shramali. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Good stuff.